The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here we are. It's a Tuesday at the Star in Frisco inside the SWBC podcast studio. It's another edition of Mix Shots. As the Cowboys get set to take on the Cincinnati Bengals this coming week, 325 on Sunday on CBS with Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call. And I will start off with this question. Is there any recent evidence in the National Football League, that a career journeyman quarterback might be able to lead a team to a victory over a team quarterbacked by a guy who has played in a Super Bowl before. Any recent evidence that you can come up with, Everson Walls? I don't know. That was a pretty three-step question, man. I got to go through my brain first. Mickey Spagnola, can you think (laughs) of any recent evidence of a career journeyman quarterback starting at quarterback for a team and leading that team to a victory over a team quarterbacked by a player who has been in the Super Bowl before? Providing that the player in the Super Bowl doesn't have a running back Fumbling the ball twice <laughs> at the one yard line when he drives him the length of the Mickey, field. To Mickey, Mickey, we're trying the same one. Mickey, same we are trying back. to give Cowboys Nation some confidence headed into this matchup. Well, in that with case, Cooper Rush facing Joe Burrow, who played as, in the Super Bowl six months ago. As long as his running back doesn't fumble the ball at the one-yard line mm-hmm. like happened to Russell Wilson last night. As long night. as Joe Mixon holds on to the football, you're saying that the Cowboys have no chance no, on I'm, Sunday? I, I'm saying as long as Emmett Smith holds on to the football. Emmett Smith? What's Emmett? A- em- <laughs> Emmett Smith. Wow. Whoa. Was that a short circuit, what right? Is hap- where are we now? Whoa. <laughs> the star is not here. It does not now, exist. Mickey, it was the Denver quarter, uh, the Denver running back that was fumbling on the goal line. Oh man, they lost the game. Yeah, but the point was, is, Geno Smith. That was the journeyman quarterback beat the Super Bowl quarterback. Right, and the, and the Cowboys have a but journeyman quarterback right now. Okay, so now yeah. let's start again. As so long the as Cowboys Ezekiel are in the shoes. Elliott, as long as Ezekiel <laughs> no, Elliott Mickey, doesn't Mickey, fumble, no, no. The Cowboys are in the role of the Seahawks last night. Okay? They're in the role of the Seahawks. I got you. Okay. We are Geno. We are Geno. Geno is us. So there is hope for the Cowboys against a team that's quarterbacked by a player who played in the Super Bowl. Even just six months ago, who, by the way, also got sacked how many times last week against Pittsburgh? And how many picks did he throw last week? Four. All right. He had them right where he wanted them the whole game. And what did the head coach say? about defense defense wins championships See, I thought he was 
quarterbacks win Super Bowls? Something else together. Uh, no, I was trying to tie into you the fact that right recent evidence head. would suggest, and that would be last night's game, that even a Geno Smith quarterback team can beat a Russell Wilson quarterback. As long as team. the Cowboys' defense only gives up 14 points. There you go. Right. And they gave up 19 defense. against the greatest player in the history Any of the game. Anytime they have still defense, you can you have a chance to win the That's game. That's right. And I don't care what's going on around you. As long as your defense balls out, then you have a chance to win the game. All right. But I'm now got hope after listening to the Cowboys owner, president, and general manager on the radio this morning that maybe there's a chance Dak can play on Sunday. <laughs> If you listen to him. Because yesterday yes. at this time, we were thinking, oh, he's going on IR for sure, and he's out six, six to, eight, to eight, weeks. eight weeks. Yeah. Well, Mickey, what can you tell us now? Well, since they did the <laughs> surgery and actually went in there and saw what the problem was, uh, now maybe four weeks and he's back. That's, okay, so and it improved point, in one day. It improved from six to eight weeks to four weeks. No telling what tomorrow will bring. And then that's just because like Dak is built different from the rest of us, right? His insides. No, like, they, no, that they finally it. figured out what the injury was okay. when they did the surgery. We were all just speculating Everybody was 24 speculating. hours ago. They were speculating five minutes after it And happened. Sunday night. I mean, it's, it was funny because McCarthy's doing his post-game press conference and the media saying, well, we're understanding. He's out several weeks because Jerry had, and that was the initial prognosis. But as the were, coach pointed out, he hadn't even seen the doctor yet. Yeah, we so don't know. We were, we were misled from the beginning. <laughs> well, all Because they, that's what we do. We mislead. All they, all they had was the results from the x-ray. Mm-hmm. And the x-ray is not like an MRI, mm-hmm. right? And the MRI is not like the doctor actually opening up the hand and mm-hmm. seeing exactly what's let's wrong. Let's just be real. Dak is different from the rest of us. Right, he's let's got just, a bionic, a bionic mm-hmm. body, that's right? It. No, and, and, and so I, I understand it thoroughly. You know, the hand specialist finally got to mm-hmm. look at it. They got you. And uh, they do the surgery, and they go, oh, okay, this is not quite as far down as it might look. Because if it goes into your wrist, then it's more you serious, right? Go ask Danny White. So he's still going to get the uh, plate put in there or something? I, I believe that's what mm-hmm. they were going to do, put a screw in, a plate or whatever. And uh, what are you? What'd you bring fly to missing. <laughs> he's still missing. He's friends with him. <laughs> there he is. Got him. <laughs> and, and, and then you'll just see. But, again, it's another thing. If you put him on IR, he's out for four weeks for sure. If you keep him on the roster – uh, and it's four weeks, but he can practice after maybe two or three. Who mm-hmm. knows? Uh, so I think that goes into their decision. But the bigger problem that wasn't answered is if Dak's not going on IR and they need to elevate the quarterback and the backup quarterback and the kicker, you can only elevate two. Mm-hmm. So somebody's got to be signed to the 53-man roster. And to sign them to a 53-man roster, somebody either has to go on IR or is going to get cut. As a matter of fact, it's got to be two people because with Connor McGovern now out two to four weeks, Mm -hmm. if Forniak's going to start at the guard position, uh, then they would have to keep McGovern active, or if he's on IR, now they only got seven offensive linemen. You've got to have eight offensive linemen to elevate two guys off the practice squad. 
So you need another offensive lineman on the roster if you're going to elevate the kicker and the backup quarterback. You, can so you can't elevate Jason Peters if he from got ready field. from the practice squad. You <laughs> practice can't elevate squad. him. Yeah. Uh, no, you would have to sign him. Right. He's got to be, uh, be on the 53 because you, you don't have enough. So you got to create two spots on the roster. Now, they don't have to do it today. They just need to do it eventually by Friday uh, and see which way they want to go and maybe get a better idea of where Curse is and where McGovern is. But that was the question that wasn't answered uh, this morning uh, when Jerry did his radio interview. Uh, so that's the, that's the they're going to have to do some sort of roster juggling here over the next couple days to make sure they've got everybody that needs to be active active. And it's not going to be take. It's not going to take some magical act. No, I mean, somebody's got to go on IR, yeah. or two guys might go on IR. Because you need to move. You can't elevate three guys, right? They, they can't do it. And they need the kicker, I think. Well, And you need a backup quarterback. And, and you would think, now we don't have the results of J. Ron Curse's MRI, right? Or, yeah, yeah, and it, it was a sprained MCL, uh, and those things are two to four weeks. Mm-hmm. And McGovern's is to two to four weeks. Same I thing. mean, I meant, yeah, and McGovern with the, the ankle, ankle, high ankle sprains, usually two to four two weeks. Two to four weeks, that's what he said. So if you could decide that both those guys go on IR, and that creates two roster spots right. for you. If that's that would be the easiest way to do it without uh, releasing somebody and without – Curse available. You need what is it with this fly? Mm. Hey, you're just messing with you guys. I'm good. no. It was circ- <laughs> I'm good over here. It man. was circling you over your head doing. for about I'm 15 fine over seconds. Here. I hate to tell you, <laughs> uh, you need McQuamu right. on the roster. You, then if McQuamu or somebody's taking his spot, you need Bell to help out on special teams. Um, so it, you can't trim there, and without Basham. If Basham's not ready with the thigh bruise, and we haven't really got an update on him, you start cutting defensive ends, and now you're getting a little tight. So, uh, yeah, that's that's one of the questions that they've got to answer to be able to get uh, eight offensive – or, I mean, I guess you can keep McGovern there, but if he can't play and Farniak starting at, at guard, who's your backup guard center? Mm-hmm. Your and options. I don't know. I don't know that I want to put a six-eight tackle at guard if something happens. We might not and, have any choice. So your options are from the practice squad right now. Uh, as far as a backup swing guard on this team. Uh, yeah, and I would think it's Peters. So it's Peters, right? Or it's Dakota yeah. Shepley. Yeah, exactly. Who you like? I I, I <laughs> haven't seen Peters to know what kind of shape he's in, but I'm going to assume he's been here for two weeks. And yeah, he can as a backup. He can be least. yeah, because you can't elevate three guys. That 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 person has to be signed to the but the one of the them. backup guard got had to go in the game on the eighth play of the game last week, and so yeah. Jason Peters, if he's in that role, then he's better. He's got to be ready to play. 60, 70 plays. And you're, you're, I, th- I think he will be. And I you're, mean, he you're a Shepley guy? Can he play center too? He plays, yeah. He is center. Yeah. So you can he's probably center. play he's, guard yeah. if something happens. Well, see, there's the, that's the other thing. 
Okay, who is your backup center? Well, it, it was who's Mc, playing? It was, it's Farniak. It was Farniak. Farniak. Yeah, but if but, he's playing guard. And if yeah, the last thing you want to do is say, okay, right. well, let's move my guard to center if something happens to Biotish. Let's move my left tackle to guard and put. Peters at tackle, or well, let's go, or somebody mm-hmm. else at tackle. It's, it's just amazing, and not just the Cowboys, all NFL teams, how uh, slim they go on the offensive line on game day. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> where well, if you got if you got two injuries at that position, you can be in real trouble on game day. And that's why you need versatility on your on mm-hmm. your offensive line. So yeah, that's that's what they've got to deal with now. Uh, if indeed they're going to keep Dak on the on the fifty three, so somebody's going to either have to go on IR or two guys, or somebody's got to get cut uh, to elevate what you need. But I guess you know if you don't want a kicker, you just go for it on fourth down and and you know, I think they'll go with the kicker, and then you won't have to decide if you're going to try a sixty four yard. Yeah, field. man. Okay. I was going to say what a what a what a what a gamble. Jeez. That was pretty impressive. So, uh, you, would you like to get into that? Uh, we got time here got before time. the break. It, it, and everybody said, well, the reason they did it because they ran out of time. No, they ran the clock down on mm-hmm. purpose. On purpose. Right? Because yes. they knew they yes, were going to kick it. And That's they didn't right. want to leave, you know, 40 seconds on the clock. So mm-hmm. they just let it run down. Once they got to the 40. What was interesting about it, though, is now if you. And listening to them post game, the line was forty, the forty six yard line. He apparently McManus had said, "I can make it from sixty four. Okay, and he could have if yeah, he kept right. it straight. That's right, true. If, if you just missed by a little bit, but he had the distance from sixty four. So as you, it's a minute ten, minute nine, minute eight, going down. He's counting down after Javante Williams got to the forty six yard line. All right, everyone on the sideline knows. The line of demarcation there is the 46-yard line. And so you have to, as a coaching staff, have to figure out that, okay, if we in this situation, if we, we got three timeouts left here. But if we get to the 46-yard line, you have to make that decision, we're kicking the field goal rather than going forward on for them. But you have to make that decision ahead of time so that your field goal unit can go on the field and go ahead and kick it. And you keep all three timeouts in your pocket. If he misses, then you get another chance because you can stop them and get the ball back. with You have time back on the right, clock. Right. If you spend that timeout with a minute, like they get to the line of scrimmage, and even if they had spent that time out with a minute left, it doesn't matter. You're not going to get the ball back. You get one shot. Yeah. I mean, that is you're, you have to make that decision at that time, go for it on fourth and five mm-hmm. or kick the field goal right. because you are not getting the football back. Even with two timeouts in your pocket, you cannot it's get the ball back. Time. But with three timeouts, you can. Now, you would be hurried going out into the field, and do you want to, in a hurried fashion, kick a, try to kick a 64-yard field? I don't think so. Mm-mm. But it was interesting. Uh, I would love to have heard uh, Hackett ask the question, when did you make the decision to go for the field goal? Right. And the other interesting thing about it is, 
uh, as Chase Daniel pointed out. By the way, Chase Daniel is <laughs> on the NFL Network. He's moonlighting on he Monday is. nights. He's doing the NFL postgame show. I didn't know after that. the Monday night, and they got a game on Thursday. Of course, he doesn't, it doesn't matter for him. He's not going to get in the game. Does he think he's Lynn Dawson or somebody? What is he doing? <laughs> so he, he did, plays did, did anybody ask him if the but, Cowboys but, called the trade for him? But but, <laughs> but as but as Chase Daniel um, mentioned in his analysis, and by the way, he was great talking about. It. He mm-hmm. said he, he he was really critical of the Broncos, and uh, they are in your division, Chase. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, as he pointed out, the, the uh, communication is cut off at 15 seconds on the play clock. And so that clock is winding down, and they got all the way down to two to one before they called the timeout. So it was communicated to them that go ahead and take the timeout. But um, it was Russell Wilson was on his own at that point because he he wasn't hearing from the coaches uh, after the 15 second mark on the communication right. device. So and, and so explaining it that way, the immediate reaction is, oh, the coach didn't have. He didn't trust Russell Wilson to get the first down. Well, no. And then the other one was they had an idea of where his distance was. And then somebody points out, well, no one's ever kicked a field goal longer than 57 yards at that stadium. Well, it's not the – I mean – that, that's because the weather is usually probably not as good as it was mm-hmm. last night. It, that right? ball carried very well last night. Yeah. And they, and they yeah. make the determination in pregame warm-ups. Sure. It's not based on past history. Right. I mean, or the, analytics. McManus, right. McManus tells them before the game, or he kicks one from 64 in pregame, and then they realize. I feel good today. Yeah. yeah. And they right. usually move them back and say, okay, right. what's the distance? And then, and then you let them know. The special teams coach knows. So distance wasn't the problem. He just – didn't kick it straight. He kind of hooked it. I mean, just kind of hooked it. Just kind of. I mean, he only missed it by well, like, maybe two feet. If it was five like. yards shorter, he would he would have had it. What was he on the left hash? I can't remember. I think he was down the I middle. Yeah, it would have been the left hash yeah. because the play went to the left side. Did it? Yeah, he was on the left hash because Javante Williams got tackled on the left side of the yeah. field, and so had he had it, be, it been at the right hash. It would have gone right in. Yeah, but he's going to be aiming differently, though. If well, he's I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying. He was on the left hat. It yeah. wasn't like he hooked. If it was Madden, it was 64. If it was a Madden game, yeah, he would. He yeah, would just it was move it 64 over. yards, and yeah. you know, there's a margin of error there. Just don't lose two fumbles. Yeah, and other um, other advice I would give Nathaniel Hackett, and I really like Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, but and that was his first uh, post game press conference as a head coach. He, he needs some coaching on his post game press Man, conference. I thought he was going to run out of breath. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, stay think he's, around. I think he yeah. started turning red he, the more he talked. He uh, he had the, the same. You know, his blood pressure's up yeah. as anyone would be, and he needs more of a cooling off period. Take a deep <laughs> breath, whatever. Because he is great normally talking to the media. I've never. Heard I was really ever. surprised. I saw him in his introductory press conference. He was absolutely phenomenal. He's a and he could be a motivational speaker or whatever. Just in that situation, he was you know, your heart rate gets That's up. What you and call you're being geeked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the uh, a yeah, and these coaches do get coached a lot of times by media people on how to handle press conferences. And so my suggestion is, all right, you got to just take a deep breath and you know you're there, not there, in a locker room. There's no room class anymore. for yeah. How did Dayball do after his? I didn't hear. I didn't see I didn't him either. But I was I, just he was wondering. his was different. I saw the dancing in the locker room. His was different because they won. Yeah, and you can have that intensity when you win, especially when you make a bet like that. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't come across great um, 
when you lose and I, you've got that I wonder intensity. if he ever thought the first game I ever coached was a hit coach. I'm going to have to make that decision yeah. right now <laughs> at the end. Go that's, for two that's to win way, it or settle for a tie. You know what? You can you just watch at least half the games this week and half the games any week in the NFL, and you can anticipate you're probably going to have to make yeah, a decision Something's like going to go off, off, the, off script. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? That's, that's right. Nice. All right. Got so much to get to when we come back here on Mix Shots. We paid how much for those lessons? She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey. Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, You've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar, that's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. Or was it? They go, you go. (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem. Like me. Not available in every state based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star? and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back, back, back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys from corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, kpostcompany.com. Uh, one other note on Monday Night Football last night. Man, isn't it great to have Monday Night Football back? <laughs> it's been years, if not decades, since we had Monday Night Football with Aikman and Buck calling Monday Night Football last night. 
And or you could watch the Manning cast. Okay, which or you I can flip back and forth. Whatever. I had since it began until Buck and Aikman were doing the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and nothing against the guys who have done it. Uh, I didn't say the, anything uh, bad about but them. But <laughs> it's just, and that was the idea to give it a big game atmosphere, and just having Buck and Aikman on it makes a world of difference. The only thing better is they had to put on their yellow gold jackets like uh, they used to in the old days. They should have done that. It was yellow. What are they? Yeah, it was yeah. kind of yellowish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that kind of looked like a Hall of Fame jacket, though. Really yeah, did. yeah, that's what they looked like. To put me. on their Hall of Fame jackets. Aikman's got one, um, but uh, it was that was great, and that was really. You think about it, that might have been the biggest free agent acquisition of the off season. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was a lot of money. Uh huh. Right? How much did he get? Didn't they? Didn't they post it? Is it eighteen million? I think so. Per that's a lot of money. Per, to just per sit, year, to yeah. just sit on your butt. And Romo's got about that, or he's got a little more than that. I think nineteen, something like that. Yeah. Think I didn't about, hear. What, think about what Romo got, Aikman got, and Buck got mm-hmm. per year. It's like their quarterbacks. They don't yeah. even. They don't even sweat. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was also good. Uh, I, I did. I wasn't watching at the time, but as the clock was winding down and Hackett was making that decision on the Manning cast, it was it was funny. Uh, someone tweeted it out in the video of what they were doing, and, and Peyton's like. Uh, call timeout. Call, call timeout. Come on. Come on. You got to call timeout. And uh, they were befuddled. Well, I was watching the clock, and then it dawned on me. I thought, oh, he's just going to kick it. They just tried yeah. to and drain then, the clock. Yeah. And see, nowadays, because the kickers are so amazing, I mean, the ball seems to just have a lot of flight in it here these days. It's yeah, not the, really, the balls are juiced, huh? The juice, the <laughs> balls are juiced, and it just really didn't seem like it was that big of a gamble, especially considering the fact that they really couldn't move the ball the way they wanted to. And when they did move the ball, the guy fumbles the ball right there in the in, in the uh, in red zone. So to me, looking at how these kickers kick, I I, I wouldn't fault him at all for going for a sixty-four yarder. Yeah, fourth and five is. Not easy. It's not easy. Ask Lovey mm-hmm. Smith. Ask the Cowboys. Yeah, ask the Cowboys. <laughs> As the Broncos were finding out throughout the game. Yes. And yeah. by the way, also, I mentioned off the top, okay, you got Geno Smith who's quarterbacking. And by the way, the Seahawks have a rookie left tackle, just like the Cowboys have, rookie first round left tackle. And they won with that, you know. And they were starting a rookie fifth round draft pick at cornerback Tariq Woolen, and another uh, rookie fourth round draft pick who's playing in the slot, Kobe Bryant, and uh, they're able to win with these young that was players. His name Kobe yeah, Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Hey Bill, yeah. I saw Very a stat. Cool. Really good player too yeah. from Cincinnati. <laughs> I saw a yeah. stat. Seattle's the first team in NFL history to start a rookie left tackle and right tackle in the opening yep, game. Yeah, because Abe Lucas yep. would have been the uh, the third round pick starting at right tackle. Yep. I mean they've. So here it is, a rebuilding year in Seattle with young players. You know, as back in training camp, I went back and looked after Jerry was talking about going with the young players and so forth. I went back and looked at the Cowboys' 1992 Super Bowl uh, team, the mm-hmm. roster. Mm-hmm. And if you look 
at that roster, that was a young team that went all the way and won a Super Bowl. Now there was there were certain players like a Charles Haley that was picked up, and right. Thomas Everett and right. some others that were veteran guys. But the nucleus of that team, they were all uh, twenty five years, twenty six years old in that range. And and if you remember, the narrative going into that game was, well, this team is so young; they're a year too early; they're not ready for this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they said about going in the San Francisco, too, and winning on the road in the mm-hmm. NFC title game. And uh, uh, and if you remember, a young guy like Kevin Smith lines up in front of Jerry Rice and starts giving him the business. That's right. Rookie. Right? That's because yeah, he's, rookie. Rookie. he's from Texas. That's right. That's, <laughs> way, that's the way we are here in Texas. That's the way DBs are in Texas, baby. And, 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 we don't and, play. And if I remember correctly, <laughs> Woodson, was that Darryl, That was Darren Woodson's rookie year? That would have been. Yes, right? Yeah, 92. Were, they were both rookies. Um, so it's Aikman's fourth year, Emmett's third year. Um, Eric Williams, that was his first year starting, if I remember correctly. See, Larry Allen wasn't here yet. Larry Allen wasn't here yet. But, yeah, they had, they had some young guys that, uh, you know, played and played well uh, in those situations. And see, as as players, former players, whatever, you know, you could always say, "Well, man, we're we're outmanned." And I'm look, I'm, okay, if I'm on that roster, I'm thinking, "Well, no, I'm, I'm on this roster," you know. So no, no one's outmanned. I mean, Kevin Smith didn't think, "Ah, man, we can't win this game." Right. You know, I'm gonna go out here and give up all these passes to Jerry Rice. You know, to me, uh, the narrative does not, you know, it, it's not the first thing, especially know, when how you play, and you've already played. What eighteen games before the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Maryland second year. Um, who else I just had in my mind that was only in their uh, second year going into uh, Leon Lett? Well, I've got the year. I've got the roster right here from the Cowboys '92 Super Bowl team. Okay, Aikman was twenty six. Emmett was twenty three. Daryl Johnston was 26. Alvin Harper was 24. And that was his second year. Right. Harper's. Right. He's a first-round pick in 91. Right. Uh, Irvin was 26. Now, Novacek was 30, and he was a free agent pickup, or he was Plan B. Plan B free agency. Plan B free agency. You did have a couple of veteran, (laughs) three veterans on the offensive line. Two and A was 32. Nate was 31. Mm -hmm. John Giesick was 29. But Stepnoski was 25. Let's think about that. The youth versus the experience, mm-hmm. just the, the experience, just in the right place on that yeah, offense. Right, line. and right. you, right, with two and a, yeah, and then Eric Williams at right tackle was twenty four. Uh, on defense, Tolbert was twenty five. Now, yeah, you picked up Casillas, who was twenty nine. As you're point, pointing out, Russell Maryland was twenty three. You had picked up Haley, who was twenty eight. Uh, you had a rookie middle linebacker in Robert, Robert Jones, Jones at 23. You did have uh, Norton had been around a few years, but he was just still 26. He wasn't Norton until right. like 91, by the <laughs> right. way. Right. Yeah. And then um, when he left, he was really Norton. Yeah. And then yeah. they had started that year with Ike Holt playing right. left corner at 30, and then eventually Kevin Smith replaced him about mm-hmm. midway right. or and if the you last remember, part of the season. Got, and then you had Larry Brown at right corner at age 23, undrafted. Kevin Smith got hurt the first – Or 12th round, whatever it was. The first play of the NFC title game. I Colt came in, and they threw that deep bomb to Jerry Rice, 
and it was going to go for a touchdown, and somebody for San Francisco got called for holding. They had to redo it, mm-hmm. and Kevin Smith miraculously was back, right back <laughs> in the game. So Ike comes in Ike. just to get toasted, and he, he, comes, he goes back to the bench. Ike's, That's great. Ike still my man. And by That's the way, the that dude, rotation bro. on that defensive line, Leon Lett was 24 years old, Jimmy yes. Jones was 26, and so – yeah, they yeah. were they were young. So mm-hmm. and so, okay, you compare that, and I know this is a tough comparison to what we have now. Mm-hmm. What should be the guys' mindset? Are they going to listen to the media? Are they going to even listen to their own scouts, even their own uh, professionals on their own team, telling them how outmanned they are, or how you know uh, we're we're going to be in trouble now? You know, Dak's out. That's it. And see, that's why I always look at teams like Pittsburgh. I look at teams like Baltimore. You know. They, 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 you know, they say next man up, and they really mean next man up, and they perform next man up. You see them having success with, with a depleted roster more than once last year and in the previous year. You just got to play well. You got to play, and you have to have a good game plan to go with your team. So it's not just the players got to go out there and play. I need my coaches to put me in the right position to play the best game I can play. So I went back and – looked at a few of the early possessions in the first half. And I know, you know, Kellen Moore getting grief. Uh, oh, why did you call this play? Why did you call that play? So I went back and looked at the, the double reverse, right, that kind of blew up in their face. Uh, San, Fr- San Francisco, um, Tampa Bay lined up in a four-man line. Uh, and, and what happened was they had no – I wish I had a telestrator. Noah Brown was lined up tight on the right side of the line. They had Dalton Schultz motion to the right, and then at the snap he took a step left, and then he came back right, okay? Noah Brown was respons- responsible for, for blocking – uh, Tryon, the Joe Tryon, yep, the, the linebacker, but he was on the line of scrimmage. Well, he missed him, just totally missed. And when Schultz was doubling back and he was going to get Winfield, mm-hmm. he ran into Brown. He did, and so Tyron right. basically blew up the play because he would, almost tackled CD coming around. He did. You know, that was a tough ask, though, on Noah Brown. That's because, my point. Because, when, because Tryon was, was lined up on his inside. Yes, he was. And when the flow went left, Tryon crashed down. And so then you're asking Noah Brown. And you're asking a wide receiver, a wide receiver to block to, a to, linebacker. Yeah. And, and he was going to the direction of the flow of the play. Right. Okay. And so he's he's behind him now. And it, it was strange on Dalton Schultz because Dalton Schultz did like a pirouette. Yes. He, you know, he, he was had, going. His he, back was turned right. to the play. And then he was coming back. And, so, and I could see where his eyes were. His eyes were on Winfield. Okay. But he never got there. But that didn't even matter because Tyron. Because I was sitting there wondering, okay, and I need to go look back at the play. I wanted to ask somebody, what was Dalton Schultz's role on that play supposed to be? Because like if he, did he started right. he left because he would have been the guy to pick up Tryon if he right. came crashing down. Right. If do he picks up, do you if think he, that's really what it was? Because he, he had I could inside see where his, leverage. His on. eyes weren't there. His no, eyes it was were, almost as if. 
It was almost as if they were. He was. They may have had another trick up their sleeve on that play. I don't know, but because he went left, he did a pirouette a back. Of a he, he did a <laughs> back towards like he was going to be a lead blocker for Pollard coming around, right? Right. Or he maybe gonna, he was the intended he was gonna, receiver. He was going to throw a pass. Yes, that's what I'm. CD wondering. throw the ball to Schultz when right. he got out there. Right. Because what was going to happen? That's is, what I thought. Was Winfield was going to come up? Because the sweep was coming around, yeah, yeah, and then he could have snuck out, and he would have been wide mm-hmm. open. So it's like a little, just a little. Because it was, it was CD right. coming around on the. Yes, yeah. CD. They had flipped it to CD. Yeah. And, and and look, you, you can explain that play all you want. The right. mechanics of it are screwed up from the beginning. You can't expect much from a. I know how big Brown is, but for him to, if you're gonna, the only thing you're gonna do is a chip. You're gonna get a chip on that at, that uh, linebacker, and so once again, put young players in the best position to make plays and don't put that kind of pressure on them to try and make that happen in your own deep first of all you're in your own territory you know I would rather try that when we're on the goal line somewhere or at least in the red zone that's a red zone play for me it's right. not something that you want to have on the other side of the 50 and, and, it's, it's, and, that's and yeah the problem. And, and they were they were at the what 20 30 something so the next one they tried by the way uh was the shotgun snap to Pollard, right? Dax lined up in the slot. And Dax coming around like I had the feeling Pollard was going to pitch it to Dak and Dak was going to throw it downfield. But what happens is Steele misses Tryon <laughs> and he makes the make, he and Hall make, ended up making the tackle. Because I, I had a feeling Pollard was supposed to do something else, mm-hmm. right? So they got that screwed up. So minus eight, minus one on that one possession, but yet they were able that to That was the most successful the possession goal, of the day. Right? <laughs> and then on top of it, um, they had the smoke screen to Lamb, right? Schultz! He's supposed. He's out there blocking. He's out there blocking, and he misses Winfield, and Winfield just kind of gets in the way of the whole thing, whole thing. and it ends up being uh, an incompletion. So it was like, okay, you make these calls, but you're banking on your guys to do what they're supposed to do, right? But you're also banking on the look from the defense is what you're going to get. And basically when they lined up for that, that smoke screen – Schultz was on the line of scrimmage. The other guys were off. So that meant Winfield had the right to come up mm-hmm. and, and basically chuck or, or hit Schultz. And he did, and, and, and he did it faster than Schultz could get out and push him. And he couldn't go downfield and block him, right? That's why he was on the line of scrimmage. So I, I, I look at those things, and, and it's like, ah, poor Steele. He struggled. He, and he struggled with Hicks later on, a, on another play. Uh, he had the false starts. And, and he played well last year. I was just surprised that he – it was almost like for the opening game, I don't know if he had jitters or what. but he, he got no time for jitters. He just didn't play the way he had. And, and look, he beat out Lael Collins. That's why they did what they did with Lael mm-hmm. Collins. And by the way, if he had watched the Cincinnati game, Lael Collins struggled in, in pass blocking. 
he was getting eaten up over there, along with the guy at the other side, too. Uh, the left hand. Well, that's the status quo for the offensive line. For, for their Bengals. offensive line. Yeah, that's line. what they do. But that's why they spent the money on Lael Collins, right? Um, and the other thing that I saw, on the, and, and they're using young guys, right? So on the kickoffs, Dottle, uh, on that first kickoff, he and Hendershot missed their block, and that's why Turpin got caught, caught kick, uh, tick, kick, tackled to where he did. And then the next time on the kickoff, remember when they had the holding call? Mm -hmm. And they had the ball at the 22-20. It went back to the 10. Dottle was the guy that held. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the first time he's played in the NFL, right? Because he got hurt in training camp last year, if I remember correctly, and missed the whole season with that hip surgery. So you're using these young guys, and they're in there first, and sometimes it doesn't work out just the way you, you want it to. And we, I went back and looked, and either, every one of those first five possessions, including the kickoff, there was a penalty. So they're behind the chains right away. All right, we wrap up mixed shots in just a moment. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> Great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. 
Are you a Cowboys fan who spices up the game? Nominate yourself or a friend to be the Cowboys Fan of the Year presented by Captain Morgan. And you win a trip to the Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Nominate yourself or a friend at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. Okay, uh, final few minutes here, and then this goes fast. Once we get to the regular season, they just fly by. Um, Jalen Tolbert was inactive. Um, yes. Is anything to be made of that? Uh, I saw it coming uh, just by the way when Mike McCarthy was getting asked questions during the week about his young receivers, and they would ask about Tolbert and – and he said, yeah, he's, he's coming along. He's, he's improving. And I'm going, oh, that's like when Jimmy used to get asked about somebody that you knew wasn't very good. And Jimmy would say, yeah, he's doing some good things. And I'm going, oh, that's the kiss <laughs> I don't, of death. I don't think it means that they've soured on No, Jaylen no, Tolbert. not at all. No. I, I, yeah. I, just think I mean, the way that came out, it sounded no, like. Number one, yeah. I, I, I think they didn't think he was quite ready. But number two, he didn't play special teams. And your third, fourth receivers need to be able to play special teams. And so if anybody was watching practice, because the only part we get to watch is special teams, he wasn't involved in special teams. But Dennis Houston and Simi Fihoko and obviously Turpin were involved in special teams. Okay, I went through several of, there's about eight uh, draft pick wide receiver, rookie wide receivers to see how much they were used mm-hmm. this first week of the season. My point being, I just don't think it's unusual for a rookie wide receiver to not being used much right off the bat in mm-hmm. this league. Uh, we And we saw it with Christian Watson, second-round pick, high second-round pick of the Packers who drops the pass first, second play of the day against uh, the Packers. It was a 75-yard touchdown, basically. He drops it. And, and Rodgers only threw to him one more time the rest of the day. It was like <laughs> garbage time in the fourth quarter. Uh, but they had a plan for him early. They went to him, and he – Dropped the ball, and he didn't come back to him. Right. All right. Tolbert was inactive third-round pick. George Pickens, second-round pick of the Steelers, who blew it up in preseason. I mean, a lot of people are thinking Pickens might be the offensive rookie of the year this year by what we saw in the preseason. He was a second-round pick, 52nd overall, probably first-round talent, but had injury issues in college. He was targeted three times, had one catch for three yards, okay, for the Steelers. Dennis Houston, obviously undrafted, five targets, two receptions, 16 yards. Chris Olave, 11th pick in the draft, three targets, three receptions, 43 yards for New Orleans. David Bell, third-round pick, Cleveland, no targets, no uh, receptions. He was in for 22 plays. Danny Gray, San Francisco, third-round uh, pick out of SMU, who blew it up in the preseason, inactive. Uh, Eric Ezunkama, a fourth-round pick of the Dolphins, inactive. Uh, Drake London was the eighth pick in the draft. Now, he had five catches for 74 yards and played a big role. But he was the eighth pick in the draft right. for Atlanta. But the guys so, down the line. Yeah. So third-rounders like, third like Jalen Tolbert, you, you ease them in. And so I don't, I don't think uh, fans should be alarmed that Jalen Tolbert, even with the lack of uh, experience the Cowboys have at wide receivers, that he was inactive. And remember, game. he hadn't played that much football either. Right, he was the baseball. He was the baseball guy in high school. Oh, yeah. Played I mean, he with, played football and baseball. He played with uh, Bubba, Thompson. Bubba Thompson, who's yeah. uh, with the Rangers now. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, just 
not it'll a, be interesting now going forward. Is he going to be active this and week? And see if they and, can get him on special yeah. teams to to do something. Yeah. If you look at his body type, he's he's not built like a special Dennis Houston guy. is more of a yeah because he's kind of a guy bigger, that's going to can cover kicks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and 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 you know, and, and if you look at Houston. In the preseason games, he didn't really stand out. He stood out in practice. But in the preseason games, I I didn't see that much out of him. Well, he stands out in that he is where he's supposed to be. You right. Know, and the quarterback right. really trusts him. And he caught the Hail Mary at the Chargers practice to end it That's that right. day. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's it? We filled up 46 minutes here on Mixed Shots. We yeah. turn our attention to the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow, right? Absolutely. I'm it's still time. Pissed. I'm still pissed off about Sunday. So On to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. Okay, I'm yep. done. On to Cincinnati. Right. After today, <laughs> I'll, 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 you I'll, have okay. to be on to Cincinnati. Have, I'm, I'm, on to Cincinnati tomorrow when we talk about Tra- – Hey, here's something for you to look at, Everson. Trayvon Diggs versus Jamar Chase. Ooh. Okay. That's going to be nice. There you go. There's a, oh, there's a matchup for And I nice. want your opinion on Fournette's block on – Michael, Michael Parsons. Parsons. Okay. Oh That's, yeah. They have you that. seen it? They highlighted that uh-huh. uh, on NFL Network. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. They went for it. I saw it. Mike, Micah has course, reacted to it on Twitter too. So. Well, I mean, he's got nothing to be ashamed of. Oh he's no, got, kidding. got two sacks, man. Yeah, yeah come no on, kidding. he's whooping butt over there. And, 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 That's and basically two, what Micah said. And two quarter, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Two quarterback <laughs> hits too, by the way. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, that does it for mixed shots for a Tuesday, <laughs> and we will talk late. at you again tomorrow at noon. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!